We didn't check his levels. Eric got an interface. His audio sounds real fucked up. Sorry. You know what's fucking wild? What's that? I can't believe we made it to whatever episode number this is. You don't say. Welcome back to another episode of the Golden Hour Coffee Cast, boys and girls. That is the face of a man that is extremely upset about me referencing one of the greatest podcasts on the internet. It is not ours. No. It is easily no. the best. It is easily the We're best We're not getting podcast. into it. Oh, man. We're not but getting we should, into because today's episode is about not. stand-up comedians. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. We still won't. Oh, we no. We still won't. No. No. Uh, I, I, I don't know, man. I really didn't want to record today, but I felt like we needed to. I'm just like, okay, yeah. so my cousin is going to his, his first, uh, like, friend's birthday party today. Oh, yeah? So he was super hyped. Fucker, like, ran right. around the house and was just like, happy birthday to you. <laughs> like, the whole, from basically, like, 8 o'clock in the morning until he left. Which was when? Uh, about an hour ago. <laughs> Jeez. Dude. And so, like... It, it, he had it to was... practice, man. He doesn't want to fuck it up. First impressions are important. <laughs> <laughs> He's meeting everyone's parents. <laughs> He's got to sing it right. They're they're going to that. Um, they're going to that like, uh, kind of amusement parkish thing by your place, the one on the corner of like Howard. I thought the the Kitty Kingdom. Oh no! Yeah, I know what you're yeah, talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I was like, they fucking tore that place yeah, down. Yeah, it it used to be like the the craft factory. Yeah, yeah. Like part of it. So like they, they went, so they went there, and I'm just like, bro, my cousin is basically just. My cousin is basically permanently on crack, but I know it's not crack. You know what I mean? Like he's just so energetic, and I look at him, and I'm just jealous because he has so much energy. <laughs> Oh, it's rough. It, it was rough today. Yeah, he yeah, like came to my, he, he came to he came to my room, started pounding on the door. He's like, "Come downstairs and play with me." I'm like, "Fuck, dude!" <laughs> <laughs> and you can't not. Yeah, but it's also like I I was up till four in the morning because uh, T1 was playing. Mm. So uh, at the time of recording, T1 18 and zero, perfect spring split. So uh, we will give we will give updates accordingly, but yeah. So I was up really. Eric really, will give updates. Yeah, according, I was I was up uh, very late watching League, so I, I basically got like four hours of sleep, mm-hmm. and then this little fucker comes pounding on the door, like come downstairs and play with me. Happy birthday to you! I'm like, bro, I need you to calm down right now. Your energy is chilling at a 15, and I need that toned down to, like, a 5. So I went downstairs. Six because you're a kid, and I get it. Like, I come down. The dude's dressed out in, like, a Pikachu onesie with a 
Captain America mask on, and I'm like, what is this outfit? <laughs> what? They're not even from the same country. Fucking be is consistent. It, it, was it supposed to be a costume party? No, 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 no. He, he like, ended up changing before he went. But, like, ah. he just showed up to the house in a Pikachu onesie with a Captain America mask on. What do you mean he showed up to the house? He's, like, five. He lives there. No, no, no. No, my cousin moved out. They live oh, really close by. Right, 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 right. Forgot. But, yeah, because my, um, my uncle and aunt wanted to hang out with my grandma today. So, like, they came over. And then gotcha. uh, my other aunt and uncle took him to the party. So my aunt and uncle are just hanging out with grandma right now. Gotcha. It's wild, bro. Yeah. Like, so I'm the one that got him the Captain America costume set for this past Halloween. Because he, mm -hmm. he got a little tubby. He, he got a little bit too tubby and he couldn't fit in the Spider-Man outfit that I got him uh... a couple of years back. But he got really into Captain America. So I bought him this full set that came with like a, a foam shield. Nice fucker would not take it off for like two weeks he wore that shit to school <laughs> amazing but he still calls himself spider-man that's the thing that fucking pisses me off <laughs> oh man i can't wait for him to be introduced to the the fucking mcu and that shit's just Oh, you're so lucky you moved out. Never mind. I forgot again in like 10 seconds. I was going to say, that's just, just going to be Dude, blasting. Dude, you, you have the attention span of my cousin. He is... I was going to say yeah. goldfish. No, but... he... Of my cousin. Yeah, it's pretty It's pretty dope. <laughs> did I already talk about the gummy bear song? I think I did. Not on the recording, though. You talked about it in the pre-show, like, let's just fucking get it all out or oh, whatever. Oh, man. But, yeah, no, Whatever. I was going to ask if he's, like, bringing the Bluetooth speaker to the birthday party. I don't know. Like, I hope he's he just did. blasting the gummy bear song, singing happy birthday instead of I'm a gummy bear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, it's such an interesting experience watching his uh, musical taste evolve. Mm hmm. Going from Baby Shark to the year where it was just the fucking coffin dance song. <laughs> I literally just told you the story two nights ago. I don't even care. It's still but so like, good. Okay, so my cousin's my cousin's music taste of like every single year he finds a new song. So this, uh, so like when he was four, it was just Baby Shark all the different renditions, all the different languages of Baby Shark. And it makes sense. It is a very, very nice kid-friendly kid friendly song. Baby Shark do-do-do-do. Right? right? Uh, yeah, and, I think we all know how it goes. And I wasn't really, like, that annoyed by it. Because I'm like, yeah, dude, like, I think every single kid had one of those either the Barney song or whatever and that was just, like, the thing that you wanted to listen to when you were a kid. So yeah. when it was Baby Shark, I'm like, that's dope. Go you learn music like learn how to sing and shit i'll support you and then the the next year i don't know who showed it to him because it is not appropriate for a child to be watching this shit on youtube but he found the coffin dance song and that was bad 
because that was the only thing that played throughout the house throughout the entirety of 2021. That's and then it so gets good. to a point where, like, if you just take a look at my shoes, like, I got some fucking boat feet. Like, I got really big feet, <laughs> size 13, right? Mm-hmm. So there's just uh, one night, or it was morning, rather, one morning, I'm downstairs, I'm making myself coffee. I think this was before we started recording the podcast. Okay. Um, but that same night? Y- no, 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 that morning. This was, like, before. Oh, got it. Yeah. Uh, but we recorded that night. Yeah, the night before. Or whatever. Gotcha. Um, he just has one of my empty shoe boxes. Mm-hmm. Puts it on his shoulder. <laughs> and starts doing the coffin dan- dance. I have video evidence of this. Like, I'm not making this shit up. That's it's, amazing! It's somewhere, on, it's somewhere on my backup hard drive. Like, I had my phone, oh my and I was just like... <laughs> immediately. You have to. I have that to. is oh my god um and I'm, I'm so di- glad you caught that yeah I document like your parents are going to be proud like you know what we had we have a son that went into filmmaking and he made himself be useful and got this one thing on camera I worth have a, the I entire have a, thing I have a lot of like uh video phone footage that puts all of my family members in very compromising positions <laughs> I have a lot of blackmail. If any of my cousins ever become rich, you know it. You know I can ruin them. You just like to be the person with the most power in the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I walk why we into did the last project. I walk into every single room. Everybody has to look at me and make sure that my phone's not out. And if my phone is out, they have to be really careful. You do not strike me as the type that always has their phones out, though. No, it's only I mean, usually whenever... if I'm hanging out with like my younger cousins, I always do because they always do something stupid, and I'm like, yeah, this is. It's just for like the ah, memory's sake, you know. Gotcha. I, I think yeah, I've reached sense. that point of adulthood where I'm like, kids do cute, stupid shit all the time. I kind of want this so that when they get older, I can just be like, hey, you remember when you made an ass of yourself when you were six? <laughs> they never do. If they ever bring home a significant <laughs> other, I'm like, hey, look, check this out. <laughs> Oh, dude. Yeah, I guess that's weird. You never really think about that. I was going to say that, too, with, like, the kids being able to play whatever songs they want nowadays. Because we didn't really have that, unless it was on a CD. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, no, that's wild to just instantly home movies. It doesn't need to be, like, looking through the photograph album with Grandma. Or, like, popping to in embarrass. a VHS. Yeah. It doesn't need to be a whole thing. You can actually just be like, you know, you actually seem cool. Check this out. This is who you're dating. Yeah. How does that feel? Way to make a good choice. (laughs) You sure caught yourself a winner. (laughs) Oh, man. We put so much shit out there on on this podcast now, though, where I feel like if anybody ever searches up my name when I'm going on like a first date, they're just like, hmm. I think I got sick that night. <laughs> I, I don't like. We went on a date. No, I don't. I don't think so. I no. I think you got the wrong number. <laughs> Sorry. No. Like you left your per. No. 
it's not mine it's like you, dude like i have guy. i have your id right here you left your whole last person in my car when i dropped you <laughs> off it's like mm, wrong person are you patrick star Uh, I've kind of been wanting to put that one out there like I've wanted to use that joke for a while it's been hard it's really really hard to find uh, it's very situational yeah to find a a spot where that that's a usable usable joke yeah um but yeah no like I I, we legitimately we're gonna talk about um stand-up comedy yeah but okay so the i reason, also just remembered yeah so the reason why i wanted to bring that up is uh do you know who the rapper ti is i've heard of him okay I it doesn't think i know him by face it, it it doesn't really matter like his music mm-hmm. was really really popular in like the mid to late 2000s 2000s but he started doing stand-up really Is it like when Shaq started DJing? No, because I mean, like, DJing is a much easier skill set to learn. Right. Uh, because the thing with stand-up is, I, like, it's so much trial and error. You have to eat shit before you get good at the craft. Right. But I think the problem is when someone that is already as famous as T.I. or any other celebrity that wants to be a stand-up comedian, they don't get... They don't get like honest responses out of rooms. Uh, mm. Just because you're already so famous, you get a reaction regardless of if you're actually funny or not. That's fair. Um, so he's really bad at stand-up. He's like really, really bad at stand-up. But everyone laughs. Yeah. So it's just kind of like he is never is it going like the to pity know. laugh. I don't know. I think a lot of people just cheer because it's Ti. You know, it it would be the same thing as like uh, if Leonardo DiCaprio decided tomorrow that he wanted to be a stand-up comedian. Like he, it doesn't matter that he has not put in the the time, the effort, you know, like the sweat equity of trying to be a stand-up comedian. He can go into any room and get a headlining act because of who he is. It's really, really annoying because like stand-up comedy is the only art form where everybody thinks that they can do it i think i'd argue voice acting is in a similar boat yeah they it's they fall into the same it's like the same uh situation where it like people just think oh they just go and talk like they're not doing anything Mm -hmm. right and it's really really frustrating and annoying because it's like yeah i would go so far as to say being a stand-up comedian is like one of the hardest things that you can do in the entertainment industry it's probably the most difficult yeah i mean like the only way to like really make it like a full-time thing is to travel so in order to make it like you got a budget to go like at least around a state if not like 
I'm not region. even talking about from a from like a financial standpoint. I'm talking about from how you become better. Like you have to eat shit yeah. so many times and still have the yeah. courage to go back up on stage at the same place that you ate shit at. I mean, some people manage to like avoid that place until they get like really good and then they go back to sort of like conquer it. But yeah, no, but it's like the idea that you need to eat shit so many times. And then like the second you start to not entirely eat shit, you got to start taking it to other places and like the second that you make any money you got to spend that money to travel to try and make the More same money. pay further away yeah it's it's rough man like it is yeah. i think it's one of the most disrespected art forms because it's the same thing with voice acting where people just believe that they can do it yeah it, it's the underappreciated like skill where it's like you know if you were the class clown it does not mean that you could be a stand-up yeah that's it's not the that's, same thing. It's the same thing when when you tell me that I can go and do stand up. I'm like, I don't think I can't, dude. Like, I know how much time goes into working on a set, just from listening to so many stand up comedians on podcasts and shit. I'm like, I also have such a big ego that if I eat shit, I'm just gonna, like, I would just be done. Or mm. I should say, I have such a fragile ego that if I eat shit, I'm done. Because mm. like being funny between the two of us are being funny when we're in a, a group of friends is very very different it's uh you right. feel much more safe mm -hmm. trying to do that in front of a group of people that you don't know and they paid money to be there to like either even if it's a, like an open mic night you know they're still buying drinks and shit to go listen to people make them laugh that mm -hmm. puts on an extra layer of pressure oh definitely and especially with the open mic stuff, it's like there's almost no win. The win is like a sensation of, yeah, I did it and I didn't die. The lose is a bit more grandiose. Because it's because the thing is like, when you eat shit, everybody in the room knows you ate shit. Yeah. It, it's like... And you gotta like. I'm, I'm glad that I kept this. I, I'm glad that I kept this here. Like with yo-yoing, when I perform on stage, if I feel like I ate shit, there's still at least ten percent to twenty percent of the audience that doesn't recognize that, right? Because yeah. they're either parents or friends that don't yo-yo that came with other people to just like watch the contest. When you eat shit in stand-up comedy and it's just crickets throughout the room, everybody knows. And the worst thing, and I know this would happen, is like. There's always going to be that one nice comic that walks up to you and is like, hey, man, great set. And I, I would just be like, I'm going to fight you right now. Don't fucking lie to me. Yeah, I could see that going down. And then you fight and then everyone's like, yo, get that guy back. Yeah, it's like, that guy's hilarious. I'm like, dude, I just ate shit. It's like, but you fought a guy. <laughs> What did Listen, he do? I only do shows if there's a 60-40 chance <laughs> that I can beat up the next comic. <laughs> no. But yeah, they're just like, why did you why did you fight the guy? Because he told me good job. I don't deal with fucking liars. Yeah, don't compliment uh, me. Dude, you're you're a you're a comic. It just 
you're telling like over exaggerated stories. Over exaggerating isn't lying. <laughs> All right, difference. Look it up. Oh man. Yeah, like the the current kind of group of stand-up comics that are really big have uh, I've kind of just gotten over a lot of them. I don't know. Like like uh not not Dave Chappelle because he's kind of timeless, but right. Joe Coy, um Bill Burr. Like they're actual stand up comedy. I'm just not so into it anymore. Yeah. I haven't seen like any other new stuff. Yeah. Uh and then like Kevin Hart too, you know, like um I feel like once you get to a certain point of success inside of stand up comedy like once you've built up a big enough brand for yourself you stop wanting to do stand up at that point you're trying to branch out and do like other movies and uh stand up comedy is kind of like playing an instrument it's not like riding a bicycle at all if you don't practice it you definitely lose it mm. so it's not so much in Joe Coy's case i think with Joe Coy uh i've just kind of gotten over him reframing content all of the jokes are still kind of like the same stories and it just sounds like our podcast mm, that's unfortunate yeah but they all kind of like it's just hitting like the eddie murphy point yeah where it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. in order for me to like as paradoxical as it sounds in order for me to like maintain relevance long term i need to fade into obscurity for like 10 years maybe do some shit on the side like and go then to come a, back. Um, i don't know like move to africa marry a filipino woman come back <laughs> live on a farm in ohio for a couple of years and then get a netflix deal yeah, yeah. exactly and then i just get just get entrenched in a bunch of controversy with the LGBTQ community. Or you don't do anything for like 10 years. And then as your like obscure thing, you accidentally do Shrek. <laughs> and then Shrek is what Shrek does. And then you come back and make a, a sequel to a movie you did 30 years ago. Where you play, like, 50% of the cast. Uh, Shoutouts to the movie Norbit Taylor. Or Norbit, rather. I was going to say, I, I thought it was just yeah, Norbit. It was just Norbit. But uh, that was a great movie. And Eddie Murphy did a really good job. How you doing? Hmm. Good delivery. Good delivery. <laughs> You should do stand-up. <laughs> yeah, right? No, legitimately, though, I think you would be a much better stand-up than I I am. I don't think you would be a great writer, but I think you would. Uh, your delivery would be a lot better than mine. Oh, wow. Yeah, I guess I never thought of it from that angle. Yeah, it's like the storytelling... I see what you mean. Yeah. Because every other time you've made that point, it's just been like, dude, you're nuts. I, no. Look at what we do. I can't. I'm so bad at like banter thinking so, on okay, my feet. No, like is, the second there's a actually, hackle, it's like, ha, 
This is actually like the shit that pisses me off, right? What's that? I'm calling you out now. I'm calling you out right now. All God right. Damn it. Just we made it like three hole. weeks. Prepare your butthole. All right. Uh huh. You say that you want to be a goddamn voice actor. I respect that choice. Mm hmm. You need you need to be the one that carries the energy in this one, my guy. I need I need you to be Ace Ventura, Jim Carrey. You're being yes man, Jim Carrey, right now. That is not cool. Ooh. I think that's why my face was so elastic in the last episode. It's just who I channel. Yeah. Well, I mean, we've uh, you've said in the past that like you know, growing up, the only really live action movie that you watched was Ace Ventura. Yeah. So it, yeah, it, it would make like, sense, and like also, uh, Jim Carrey just has this energy to him that really draws, like, kids, in a very not creepy way. I yeah, like, I don't know how yeah, to I, I don't say. know how to phrase that without it being. <laughs> I don't know how to phrase that without it sounding weird. Yeah, I don't the, like the more I'm thinking about it too, the like less family friendly it sounds. But like that's what I mean. He's yeah, not that guy. Yeah, yeah. Like no, he I totally definitely doesn't touch kids. He may be a Scientologist and he may be an anti-vaxer, but he does not touch kids. Yeah, he just—I don't know. He kind of has like when he's in one of those comedy movies, he just has that energy of like he's kind of like the cool uncle that everybody wants to hang out with all the time. Yeah, except. Like, he is just as hyper, like, as yeah. the kids. Yeah, In the older ones, he was more hyper. In the newer ones, like, he's just older, so he, like, physically can't as much. But, yeah, yeah. no, no, no. It, it's, it's definitely something like that. And, and I, I don't know. I Watching those old movies is definitely, like, why, like, as a kid, just growing up, and even today sometimes, much more occasionally, it's just, like, you're in the bathroom, you look in the mirror, and you're just, like, fucking making all these faces at yourself it's fun and then each face just like there's a voice to it for whatever reason sometimes you just think of something jim carrey did and it just happens like even if it's just like the fucking from ace ventura when he gets like the the like spears in the knees just like <laughs> Audio listeners, I'm so sorry about that. I promise we were not watching pornography on this episode. That was just Jesse making Ace Ventura noises. Um, I truly am sorry for everything that happened there. But yeah, it's like, it's, there's so many just little quotable things too. And even if it's not quotes and just faces, like when he's being birthed by the rhino. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The amount of faces. I feel like Ace Ventura is such a big part of, like, American childhood. Yeah. I think every single child that grew up from, like, the late 90s through the early 2000s has seen Ace Ventura multiple times. Here's the thing, though. Like, for me, I didn't realize this until, like, I was in high school. It was the second one. Because the first yeah, one tries yeah, to be yeah. like the crime drama a bit too much, but the second one's like all in the jungle. So as a kid, like 
crime See, drama stuff goes like, over your head already. A, this is kind of like the point where I go, I think I've only seen Ace Ventura once. Which one? The the first one. The first Ace Ventura Pet Detective. I think I've only seen yeah. that one once. That's why I don't... I don't know. That I think that's why I was never very um, into Jim Carrey. Because, like, the yeah. movie that I remember seeing Jim Carrey in the most was Batman. The Grinch. Oh. And I was just kind of yeah, like... Yeah, I didn't... Mm. I didn't see that one. And that was Nipple that's Batman. That's why you don't see Batman movies. That was Nipple Batman. That was Nipple Batman. At least they got Nicole Kidman. Was it Clooney? Was it Clooney? It was either Clooney or Val Kilmer. Whichever one was Nipple Batman. Yeah, no, I I didn't even know Val Kilmer was a Batman. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Neat. Fuck Batman. <laughs> Everyone's saying the new one's good, though, Eric. Yeah, Are but you then everybody see? also told me that Endgame, Endgame was good. And that still didn't convince me to go watch it. Yeah. Superhero movies are just fucking stupid at this point. Like we yeah. already did we an entire we episode. We can't make a third one. We already about did Marvel an entire in like episode the past about five this. weeks. We already yeah. did an episode about this. We can't yeah. keep going into it. It's still yeah. just no, fucking that's fine. I'm, I'm trying to. Can pull we talk us about Kanye? Too. We said we were going to talk about comedians. Yeah, well, Kanye is a is a comedian at this point. Kanye's Your life entire... being a joke does not make you a comedian. He is definitely a comedian. But he doesn't know it? Yeah. He's like in a really twisted it's version. It's the Truman Show. Yeah, in a really, really twisted version of the Truman Show. Can we talk about Kanye or do you want to keep going on this whole stand-up? Because I don't know what else to say about stand-up comedians aside from the fact that like they have balls of steel. All of them do. They're literally like some of the most courageous performers. And they even like when they're successful, they can never rest because I don't know, just like the landscape is so like treacherous. That's why and like ever changing. Yeah, that's why that's why it's like mad respect. It's really, really cool when um, comedians get successful and then they branch out and start doing other forms of traditional media. Because at that point, it's just like, all right, we already know that you can be successful in this one thing, and you're just taking that leverage that you've gained and gone on to do things that are much more secure in terms of, like, uh, compensation. Mm -hmm. There's no point now for you to, like, book out, you know, 15 20 theaters every month to to go and like do this whole trek i think one of the craziest stories that i heard uh regarding that sort of thing was um i guess for some amount of time rodney dangerfield just stopped doing comedy and he went to like go sell like windows or like paneling or something like that and he just worked doing that for years. Like, imagine you want to get some work done on your house and fucking Rodney Dangerfield shows up to your house to sell you some paneling. No jokes, no yucks, just fucking... I, I feel like the man, like, even when he was selling stuff, it was just, like, the same character he was. He's in still just... Uh, it's all just yucks. Yeah. 
I almost said Woodstock. Caddyshack. I don't think Woodstock's even a movie. <laughs> I don't know how I got that. This confused. is fucking worse. This is this is fucking worse than Albany. That's all I'm telling you. I don't even know if that episode's getting released, so that is a that is a cut. No context provided. Um but yeah, and then I think I think he did that for like five or six years or something. And then I don't know if like he just got so sick of that that he came back or it was like the whole like we haven't heard from this comedian in a minute and then someone hit him up and offered him something that he couldn't turn down or what. But that like the idea of someone making such a turn because like going into other entertainment makes sense. Yeah. It's all agents. They all talk to each other. They can get you places, especially if you have this huge reputation. But, and I don't know if he, like, chose to do it, if he was helping out someone that he knew, or if he was just like, fuck it, Windows. I can understand it, though, because Rodney Dangerfield in his height was, like, extremely famous, and sometimes you just don't want to fucking deal with it. Don't want that. Yeah. Like uh, Frankie Muniz. Malcolm in the Middle. Wow. Like yeah. So, I mean, like Frank, Malcolm in the Middle is a wildly successful show. God knows how much money he made in just like residuals, and royalty checks, right? Right. Uh, but he, he was literally a child star, you know. Right. And usually, child stars are just they end up getting used up by the end industry chewed up and kind of just like tossed aside he made his money and then made a lot of really smart investments and then just decided well i love cars so why not just go drive nascar and like work on cars and just do that what damn all right it wasn't nascar but he was like a um he he was a professional formula one driver for a a while damn yeah it was fast pretty nuts yeah and like i'm glad not every child star ends up being he was on the he was on the steve-o podcast so just look up his oh yeah yeah okay who is it macaulay culkin was the home alone kid yeah oh yeah Yeah. that's no that's what i was saying like i'm glad not all child stars end up getting like that used because i think it it when it comes to child stars, it really depends on the people that are around them. Yeah. And like you uh, got parents that are just living vicariously. Yeah. It's like if if the kid wants to do the thing and the parents are just supportive, those kids generally will end up fine, you know? But if it's something where it's like I don't want to be here, I don't want to do this, but my but my parents are like, okay, well, we have to go to this audition. We have to do this thing. Then uh, it's a lot easier for the child to be mistreated and kind of like yeah. abused. But because now they're doing everything against their will, and the person that is supposed yeah. to be protecting them is not having their best interest in mind. Yeah, and I think it's just because you're a kid and you're living like that. This is kind of what you expect. Yeah. You expect you to not have a voice and you just got to do whatever these people say, which to a kid can put you in a lot of fucked up situations with some fucked up 
people in Hollywood. Like, just think about Disney, right? Like, just think mm-hmm. about how many Disney stars just went off the fucking deep end. Jake Paul. Oh, God. Yeah, he was one. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. I think he got it, though, because he was, like, he had some sort of social media following. I think, uh, I think him he was still, his, like, a Viner. Yeah, I think him and his brother were on Vine. Let's yeah. just not use their well, names, because we don't, I fucking That's hate fair. Yeah. yeah. No, agreed. But I think, um, now that I think about it, too, I think I heard at some point in time Miranda Cosgrove, when she was just like, nah, not about it. This is weird. I think she went to, like, nursing school? could be wrong on that don't quote me but yeah i feel like a lot of the um celebrities that wanted like a lot of the child celebrities that wanted to do this thing uh if Mm -hmm. they're if they really love this thing and they're they want to continue they will but most of the time you'll just see child stars that just kind of fade because they're just like yeah i don't want to be here anymore i kind of just want to go like do my own shit now and try to live a normal life yeah and I think they all that kind of is, saw what happened to Michael Jackson. I think like, that's so much more difficult to do. Like going from, mm, you know, like a wildly successful kid show or kids movie franchise yeah. and try to fade yourself into obscurity. Because like with people like Macaulay Culkin, right? Right. His like Home Alone is such a, it's like a cultural icon. You know, right. like everybody knows about even if you go to different countries, everybody has at least seen a clip or something from Home Alone. So it's mm-hmm. so much harder for you to be forgotten from like the public consciousness. Right. But I think it's a lot easier if you're like Miranda Cosgrove or whatever and you're just on like a Nickelodeon show. It's much more locked into America. Yeah. Well, I mean, with her, too, it was it wasn't like a one hit wonder, like one good show thing. It was like, yeah, it was Drake and Josh. School of Rock. And then I I think then it was Drake and Josh. Yeah, it was Drake and Josh. And then it was iCarly. And then iCarly. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot about her being in School of Rock, too. I don't think I ever actually saw it. And Um, I'm like a pretty big Jack Black fan. I actually used to give yo-yo lessons to the brother of the asian girl that played bass in school of rock what that's nuts yeah super cool family really really nice family yeah yeah um but yeah it it's like one of those things with child stars where it's really really hard to kind of see where their career is going to go and how they'll end up. And yeah. it's always really I, concerning. I feel like it's only cool for you to do if they're, like, your age. Because I think if you're, like, a 40-year-old who was, like, oh, yeah, who is that iCarly chick? And then you start, like, looking into, like, what she's been doing. It's like, I don't know. There's something kind of weird about that. If you were the one that, like, grew up watching the show that they were in, and then, like, after you sort of realize... This they haven't been around for a while. Fell off the planet. What happened? Yeah. That's like, you know, look, just I'm not, from okay. your show. I'm not saying that I'm going to buy a house across the street from wherever the fuck Victoria Justice lives, <laughs> but. 
and date a Victoria Justice impersonator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then just like <laughs> sit there in front of her house like this all day. Because if Naruto taught me anything, is if I stalk someone for long enough, they'll fall in love with me. I just, you just want gotta you to be in the window. Like you gotta like bay windows. Curtains, you have curtains, but they're always all the way open. But you're like right up against them, and you're just doing this, but you can only see like half of the face. Oh yeah. You do that like eight hours a day. You find out when she leaves the house. When she gets back, you're already there. <laughs> okay. Honestly, though, disclaimer. We are not actually going to be doing this. I swear <laughs> to God, I'm not going to go stalk an ex-Nickelodeon star. All right? It, this is just a joke. This is just a joke. Seriously. What Kanye West is doing to Kim Kardashian is straight up just fucking abuse. We shouldn't be joking about this, but we are. <laughs> Mainly yeah. because it's Kim. <laughs> But, like, just having to do that now for comedians, where it's like, I need to say the most absurd thing ever to get people to laugh, but because of, like, people being people and people using and, like, weaponizing social media like they do, I need to put in these stupid fucking disclaimers. It's so dumb. It's actually yeah. fucking ridiculous. But at It is. It's because, like people have just stopped being able to recognize sarcasm because of just how ridiculous some of the the shit that comes from Fox News has been. You know what I mean? It's really, yeah, really just, difficult. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's... The idea of context is all fucked up and, like, the whole thing is just, like, if you're going to watch stand-up comedy or like any sort of comedic thing that was made in that vein and you're doing it to like learn something or to take a lesson away from it and not just because it's entertaining and because they're just trying to entertain you and tell stories and say shit that'll make you laugh you're going to you're doing this thing for the wrong reason yeah like that is the job description giving them something to take home and learn with and like oh you know this is you know a life lesson as to whatever it's not what they do it's not their job yeah the daily show is the daily show the daily show is not what comedy is but the daily show itself isn't spreading facts it's a it's yeah. literally a reaction chat show like the, right. that's just what it is it's it's commentary. the original it's commentary like i, I yeah. think I, I don't know people are people that look to stand-up comedians for like uh for political opinions and shit like that just it stop that's literally not what they're there for yeah unless you're the president of ukraine then <laughs> true then then you're allowed to respect his political opinions. Right. But uh, if I'm going to a show, if I'm going to some show, and I'm like, "Hey, John Mulaney, tell me what your thoughts are on the current, uh, the like the current geopolitical climate." 
he he does what not do have. What you think you're doing? Yeah, like what the fuck? I'm man? not here for this. Yeah, he's just like. I'm sure you're not either. Yeah, and it, you bought a ticket. The whole thing is, he, he would just be like, "Dude, I literally just got out of rehab. I cheated on my wife, and I got Olivia Munn pregnant. What the fuck do you think I know about Ukraine and Russia?" Quite a lot, actually, because that like his life situation is very similar to what's going on with Ukraine and Russia right now. Because one man fucked up two people's lives. He got Wait, Olivia. He, he got oh yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 when i have to explain the joke it stops being funny jesse i have a podcast eric what the fuck do you expect me to know about ukraine that's a good callback good callback <laughs> good callback oh man i hear my cousins he's home fuckers <laughs> probably gonna start singing happy birthday again i'm like you already did the birthday party bro I'm crossing my fingers that he's going to, like, assault your door with that Bluetooth speaker. And it's just gummy bear? <laughs> yes. Oh. That'd be the perfect way to close out an episode. <laughs> oh, man. I would hate it. No, I wouldn't. That shit would be so yes. funny. That shit Come would on. be so funny. You couldn't fake it. No. Uh, let, let's just round back to the whole Kanye Kim thing really quick. I know right. we were, I, I know like I was kind of making light of the situation but it's like legitimately scary. Um I I'd be lightly terrified. No, it's just like it's one of those things where like that is actually just an abusive relationship. Well, yeah, 100%. And and then not to mention that like it's an abusive re- relationship with essentially a k-pop star using his fan base to like make your life even more difficult yeah it it's just like uh the Trevor only Noah thing has definitely talked about this already on on his show but it's like if one of the most powerful women on the planet can't get her ex to leave her alone like this is why it's so difficult for women when when people are like oh why didn't you just leave this abusive relationship it's because like yeah they're fucking crazy now if i leave right. this happens and if right. literally literally one of the most powerful and rich women in the world can't even escape this reality what the fuck does that mean for a normal woman right and and like i love how we just contradict ourselves like all the time we'll talk about like how you're not supposed to do something Oh, yeah. Like, guys, don't take information from the fucking Daily Show. It's like, dude, Trevor Noah said this thing, and it's so true about the whole Kim Kardashian situation. Yeah, but, like, I, we didn't say don't believe the uh, the Daily Show. We just said that the Daily Show is not a, uh, a news source. They're, it's commentary. Yeah. It's different. Um, All right, that's, that's fair enough. Don't take don't take your news from fox or oan though that's for fucking sure yeah but yeah like his his whole the whole commentary about that because it's not based in fact it's just kind of like talking about his own personal experiences with being at inside of the home of an abusive relationship and how crazy this shit gets and i think the thing that frustrates Mm. me the most is like Kanye fans are demonizing Kim when she is the one that's being harassed. 
I I don't I think Kim Kim is the victim in this situation, right? But that doesn't make her it it, it does she is not someone that I find uh to be a very respectable person. All right, like I mm-hmm. think because I think that her wealth and her fame came from exploiting the success of other people. Uh she has worked hard to multiply the the wealth that she her and her family have but that doesn't make her a respectable person that doesn't make her any less of a victim in this situation though Mm -hmm. i i just hate that i hate this like celebrity worship culture that we've kind of um devolved into in this era because kanye fans treating kim as though she's the aggressor in this situation i'm like guys Kanye West has literally talked about how he is mentally unstable. Like when when Eminem or uh, when Eminem made that song about how he wanted to kill his uh, baby mama and like shoot his mom and shit. That's his character. He, you know what I mean? Like we know that that's a character. With Kanye West, he mm-hmm. he himself has said, "I am unstable," on the record right so when he acts like this we and you as the consumer yeah we as the consumer of his content of his product we don't have the ability to just kind of be like oh this is just a shtick you when someone tells you that they're mentally unstable and they do shit that is crazy you don't just go it's all just it's an act man he's just an artistic genius it's like no he's literally harassing his ex-wife she left the fucking relationship for a reason yeah i feel like he the only reason like he hasn't done something like actually doxer is because he's across the street he's like man i don't want to deal with that shit look i don't i don't I hope nothing really violent comes of this, but it's just, it's frustrating to see people normalize his actions just because he's famous. It's like, we should be condemning this shit. It should be pretty, like, straightforward, all said and done. There's but no real fucking, room for misinterpretation. Literally imagine this, though. Like, she is a billionaire. She is one of the wealthiest women in the world. And she can't get her ex to stop talking to her. That's so fucked. Yeah. Like, I already started straying away from Kanye West's music uh, within the past oh, couple of years. you have been for like the last five years. Yeah. Like, within the past couple of years, I've strayed really, really far away from Kanye's music because um, he's just gone. He's strayed too far from what made him him. Like, what made him unique as a rapper, as a producer. Um, mm-hmm this whole situation just solidified like no i i can't support can't support him the person or his music or his clothing or anything because it's like i'm not going to give my money to an abuser mm. i just fucking wish people like consumers had that same moral compass where when someone does something i think a up, lot do how many people still eat at chick-fil-a it's just a- 
Yeah. How many times have you gone to Oberweiss? None that, this year. That's what I mean. <laughs> right. Like it it's all it's all cool. It's all fun and like I understand how fucking useless my form of protest is, right? Like not spending yeah. money at these stores. I am one person. But the mm -hmm. only way to get people to feel you know, like uh to feel the need to change is if you hit their wallets, because that's just where we're at. Trying to, trying to change their minds through the use of like logical arguments or emotional or like just trying to get them to understand it from like an emotional and moral uh, point of view isn't going to work. You hit their wallets, shit starts changing. Yeah. If people actually cared about any social issues, just fucking stop spending your money at, at, the, at the places that, oh my god. This episode was not supposed to be this. But seriously though, like if you if you want if you wanna if you wanna like make an actual change, just start like economically protesting. Just economic economically start protesting. That that's the only way that things are gonna change. Yeah. But that comes with the territory of like or that comes with the responsibility to do research on what these mm. companies you know support and shit like that yeah it's, it's like when the whole like oreo thing happened it's not like oh just stop oreo it's like no it's a nabisco thing so which means, no nabisco products yeah like one of the Trish things is uh please sponsor us <laughs> <laughs> it, like one of the things was um disney um, donates to a lot of very, very right-wing conservative politicians that were passing very harmful bills for uh, harmful bills towards um, like gay rights and, and pro-choice stuff mm -hmm. in Florida. If you know that, boycott. Don't spend your money to go watch the next Marvel movie. Don't spend your money to try to get into Disney World. But that's not going to happen. Because, like, these things are just things that people enjoy, and I don't know, I feel like we just reached a point where we would rather deal with we would rather receive the the immediate gratification of comfort of being able to physically buy this experience than we are of, like, using our freedom of choice to tell these corporations why we're not happy with them. Like, just think about fucking Amazon. Everybody has Amazon Prime at this point, right? We all mm -hmm. know that they mistreat their workers. Sure, I am just one single person, but I have canceled Amazon because I, I refuse to... I refuse to give money to a company that mistreats their workers. I can deal with shopping on other sites paying a little bit more money and dealing with the shipping times that inconvenience is not nearly as bad as having a worker work 18 hour shifts with no overtime yeah i mean it's why like my family didn't 
buy anything from Walmart for like 20 years, I want to say. Bro, it's fucking wild how Amazon uh, Amazon worker treatment makes Walmart worker treatment seem so high. Like, Walmart employees are treated like kings compared to the warehouse workers of fucking Amazon. Jeez. And, the, like, well, Walmart yeah, workers you know. are still treated like shit. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, the cap hours at, like, 35, so that they don't need to pay benefits to anyone. Yeah. And all sorts of fucking shit. Whatever they do provide is just garbage. It's whatever's yeah. cheapest it's so for the dumb. Waltons. It's so dumb. All right, let's just wrap up this fucking episode. Are we good? We got it all out of the system? I, I think the question is, did you get it all out of your system? My no, man. just stay on the call I, after I, this episode. I, like, have not talked in, like, the last five minutes. Just just stay on the... We'll stay on the call. I'll keep ranting. I just don't want to record <laughs> what I'm going to rant about next, so... Anyways, Uh-oh. Uh, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Golden Hour Podcast. If you would like to support us, all of our information is in the link tree link down below in the description box. Uh, please give us a like, a subscribe, comment so that we can get some more um, engagement numbers. And uh, to all the audio and just listeners, tell us like, tell us something, literally like, anything. What'd you like? It can be what first. You didn't like. It could be, could first be first or second. Um, we don't mind. But to all our audio listeners, I'm sorry that you heard Jesse orgasm earlier in this episode. <laughs> that was really, really uncomfortable for all parties involved. Yeah. Um, Jesse, is there anything that you'd like to add? Not that I can think of. Apologize no. right now. Apologize. Say that you're sorry. All right, listen, that was a good bit. I stand by it. I don't apologize for that. What I do apologize for, though, is the uh, singing in the opening apology. Uh, yeah, we didn't check levels. That's on me. It's on Eric. We both should have checked. But uh, really, no one needed the singing. That was unnecessary. No one asked for it. My bad. All right. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs> Take care.